Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. everybody and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and then talk about it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of the application. Alex, I finally watched Inside Bo Bur- mm. by Bo Burnham and it's phenomenal. Put your fucking hands up. Yeah. Did I, it's, did I sound uh, like so All eyes on me. All yeah. eyes on me. Very close. Yeah. Um, that's my main takeaway. I mean, yes, it's dark. Yes, it looks into his psyche. Yes, it, it engages with culture and internet in a way that not a lot of people do. But for me, as a lifelong Bo Burnham fan, and I'm, you know, not my whole life, but his entire creative career. Life, yeah. Career. Yeah. The the production of the music finally matches like his level of ambition. I think he's got wonderful songs across his career, but like this is this plays as an album. You know, I've just been listening to the album and everyone is doing that. Not just me this time. Back when what came out, I was like, oh, you guys listen to what? And they're like, no, (laughs) you know, you used to make fun of me for listening to comedy music as real music. But this one holds up as music music. Yes, absolutely. The thing that blows me away more than anything else is that it was done by himself, that the credits is one person. Yeah. And I'm like, you are shitting me. There is so much stuff in there that I don't think people realize how long that would take to do by yourself. How many cuts are in there? Like it's filmed as if there was a full film crew there, except he's just doing it by himself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's the white woman's Instagram video. Probably, I mean, that had to take a week to do, like just all of the different. And, yeah. and that's the thing too. And I want to encourage people to watch this because yes, it's dark. Yes, it goes into his psyche. It engages with culture in a way that not a lot of people do now. But it also is funny. It's very funny, and everyone had me so scared that it was gonna like, like destroy my emotions for the next week. And honestly, it hasn't. I. I have found a lot to like in it. I think it's very funny. And I, the, the back to back of that funny feeling and all eyes on me, I think is the best 10 minutes of music he's ever composed. Yeah. And I've just been playing those two over and over and over again since I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, d- did I have an existential crisis and then, um, call my therapist? No, but did do, have I almost not stopped think, thinking about it for like two weeks? Yeah. Right. That's exactly it. I have not watched it a second time yet, but I feel it coming. Like I want to watch it again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was honestly contemplating doing that tonight. I have some, um, bike maintenance Mm. that I need to do because I want to go on a bike by bike maintenance. I have a new stem for my handlebars. Wow. Wow. Everyone is so interested. Nobody gives a flying fuck. Um, and I'm going to put that on and I was thinking about just watching it while I did my bike maintenance. Uh, Alex, I want to debut a new segment. This is a one-off, all right? Because okay. we're talking about something that we really enjoyed watching. This segment is called, I watched, I watched the iCarly reboot, reboot, so you don't, so have, you don't have, to. have to. <laughs> I oh, This segment should be called, Alex, Alex didn't know there was an iCarly reboot till right now. It's so bad. What? First of all, no Jeanette McCurdy, no Sam, who was my favorite character in the show growing up. Why no you know. Jeanette McCurdy? Why not? She didn't want to do it. And be fucked? I what read it interview where she feel, said she feels embarrassed of all the roles she took back in the day so i don't blame her also dan schneider used to run the show he's a known creep is he is he a piece of shit oh yeah he's a piece of shit they, he he 
is I didn't know a that either. foot fetishist. And there are like scenes in like Victorious with Ariana Grande's like feet. Um, I'm pretty sure there's episodes of iCarly where they're like stomping on things and there's like close up shots of their feet. It's also rumored and I don't want to get us, you know, what like I don't want to get sued right now. And it's also rumored that Jamie Lynn Spears was pregnant with his baby and that's why Zoe 101 ended. What the fuck? Yeah. So he's not involved with the reboot. Neither is Jeanette McCurdy. Oh my Miranda God. Cosgrove, and I mean this in the nicest way, seems like just a normal person now. And by that, I mean that she doesn't have the same screen presence that she used to. Or she's just saddled with like such bad writing that she doesn't know how to sell it anymore. She seems so cool to just like go downtown and hang out with. But does not carry the show the same way and it's also still a multi-cam sitcom so it's full of like cheesy jokes but there's also like adult situations it's dude i just watched it like 20 minutes ago what is what is the plot what the hell is going on so the first episode which is all i've seen maybe it gets better tell me if it does people the first episode is spencer her brother is now like a millionaire art artist artist um okay and uh, she like comes over to his apartment and she has like this new boyfriend that they're going to start a new YouTube channel with. But instead of that happening, he breaks up with her. Spoilers. Sorry. I said spoilers after that. Doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. It's the iCarly reboot. It's a fucking um, iCarly reboot. People get over it. Well, she's not with uh, what, Billy. Whatever. What Freddie. No, Freddie. Freddie. Oh, my God. Freddie is a twice divorcee with an adopted child and they all what? live with what? they what? all live with his mom <laughs> who wrote who the fuck wrote that who the know, fuck wrote right? that and then is, Sam, it, is he still supposed to be is this supposed to be like time wise in the same time so freddie's supposed to be our age 26 27 years yes. old yeah they have eight yeah exactly and like i car, like i carly how do you even get married twice in that amount of time I, that's it's a whole thing it's just like a tossed off one-liner like yeah i got married twice or, uh, divorced twice now i have a kid and i've had two failed tech startups and now i live with my mom and i was like what? jesus christ jesus Freddy. fuck freddie has had a rough go oh <laughs> my god we're supposed then, to feel sympathy for carly because she got broken up with okay freddie has yeah. been through it sam gets written off by she's out with a motorcycle gang uh so carly after this is oh like nothing god. carly's having a tough go of things too to be honest with you and so she's like maybe we need to bring iCarly back that's the last time i really remember feeling joy <laughs> yeah i mean, immediately start with some millennial existential dread yeah and so she's like i can't do it without sam i wish she wasn't hanging out with those bi- that biker gang and freddie's like yeah i hope she's doing okay and she's like oh, i hope they're doing okay that's sam we're talking so they do address sam Dude. So then at the Dude, very just end, you're you talking right there like that was word for word, was it not? Yes, I mean, absolutely. God, the writing is terrible. And so then she meets this new guy and they go out to dinner to a way restaurant. W.H.E.Y. And then later, I don't know what that is. Am I supposed to know what that is? It's it's like the uh, the the watery part of milk. Oh, I um, know what way is. Yeah. What the fuck is a way restaurant? It, they just go and they order way. And so what? <laughs> yes. Is this and real? I, is this yes. a real thing? And I think it's just to set up the joke so that later Freddie's gives her a hamburger after the date. Cause the date went bad. And he's like, I can't believe that he took you to a way restaurant or he took me to a way restaurant. And Freddie's like, no way. And Carly goes way. And I was like, Oh no. Oh my God, dude. And, uh, I hate, first, I, hate, I hate this already. Holy yeah, fuck. The first episode ends with them doing a live stream of iCarly uh, with Carly and Spencer and no Sam. And Freddie is filming it. But uh, Freddie also has just like this weird like mannequin-esque 
five o'clock shadow. And oh. it, it's disturbing. And I don't think I'm going to watch the second episode. Are you I also telling the me there's no Gibby? Gibby hasn't come back yet. I don't know if he's involved. I the really hope fuck? he is. I will watch it if there is a Carly Freddy sex scene. That's just like way <laughs> too graphic. And, and people are just like, whoa, what the fuck? Like the, it just takes like a distinct turn. That would be so, hilarious. So Spencer is like revealing a new sculpture. So they have like a loft party, right? And Carly meets a guy there and she's like, I don't usually do this on the first night, but do you want to come back to my place and get a little more comfortable? And then it cuts to the two of them sitting like three feet apart on the couch, both in Snuggies, watching Law and Order. And she's like, I hope you'll still respect me after this. And I was like, oh my God, this is not it. <laughs> Dude, what a what a weirdly um, film school slash millennial sitcom that has this has been. Yeah, and it still has a laugh track and shit, dude. It's no, bizarre. I it's thought we bizarre. moved past the laugh track. Oh, it's so strange. I hate Stop it producing every things with laugh tracks unless you're Bo Burnham. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that yeah, that is a meta commentary on the very nature of laugh tracks. This one doesn't find anything interesting to do with it. Um, oh, God. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Uh, you just kind of ruined my day with that, I got to be honest. Do you have anything you want to say before I launch into another segment, The DJ Report? Um, no. Who's ready to party? It's Jacob's Wedding DJ Report. I did a wedding in Hamilton this weekend, and it was adorable. Hamilton, was, the jewel of the Bitterroot Valley. Yes. And, uh, it was Can I say that? I don't know. Is that what it's called? Is that what people... Well, I don't know. I think I just made that up, but <laughs> do you think it'll catch on? I think it will. Yeah. Hamilton, the jewel of the Bitterroot Valley. If yeah. you, they should make a sign... Uh, and, and it says that like, welcome to Hamilton, the jewel of the Bitterroot Valley. And then it attributes it to us. Okay. So I did a wedding in Hamilton. One of the most attractive groups of people I've seen in a long time. It was just, okay. it was a very young wedding. Um, nice. And they only had one person doing a toast. It was the best man. Right. So, but so That's I went, it? not even yeah, the so, maid of hey, honor. Shut up. Okay. I'm not done. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, I go over and I'm like, hey, you know, just the best man. And they're like, actually, you can open it up and just anyone that wants to do a toast can. And I was like, oh, OK. So I get the microphone. I go to the front and I'm like, all right, everybody. They asked me to open up the floor. Who wants to give a toast? And of course, no one raises their hand. I'm like, anybody? And one person go, raises their hand. And it's just it's one of the groomsmen. And he's just like the shittiest looking dude. Like he looks yeah. like trouble and he's oh, already drunk. And I'm here like. I literally looked at the bride into the microphone. I was like, can I give it to him? And the whole place laughed and he gets it. And he's like, I'm at, I should change their name. We're going to say Jason. Jason's sure, the sure. groom. Sure. Um, I met Jason back when we were in like sixth grade. And uh, here we go. I, he just, he was like, he saw this girl from across the room that was attractive. And he said, I'm going to go talk to her. And he went over and talked to her and they walked back over and he had a full heart on. And I was like, oh, oh no. Oh, yeah. The children, there's children here? Yes. There's children. This man's talking about boners? Yes. And so then I give it to the next person. And then it's it's the, the bride's cousin. And uh, he just also roasts Jason. He's like, yeah, I remember when we all met Jason and we were like, hmm, not good enough for you. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Jesus fuck. Then I give it to the next guy. And he's, uh, this is Jason's football coach in high school. Oh and my God. He's Would like, you invite uh, your football coach to your wedding? They were actually, he gave the best speech of the night. Oh, okay. Um, but it started out a little rocky. He was like, I remember when I met your new wife. And I thought, wow, you are batting out of your cage. And I was like, God damn. Yeah. Like, They're everyone's like, Jason, roasting you this guy. suck. Yeah. Yeah, damn. The, the last one was Jason's aunt. And okay. she was like, I remember when I used to babysit Jason. And 
one time when he was probably five or six, he came in and he was like, he was scared. There was a monster. Okay. And he came in and he was like, can I sleep with you, auntie? And I was like, yeah. And he then he whispered. He leaned in and whispered real close to me. But we have to both be in our underwear. <laughs> I, I like that a little bit more. Like, that's some funny. Yeah. That's a weird shit children say. And all then the time she here. flipped what? it around and she was like, so now I don't have to sleep with them in my underwear. You get to since you're his bride. And I was like, OK, so everyone roasts Jason. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> I did. Then, you know, the reception starts, all the drinks start getting out. Yeah. They have, and I shit you not, only PBR canned. Yes. And like six kegs of Coors Light. <laughs> That's it? Your options are PBR or Coors Light? Or- There's no wine. There's there no hard wine, alcohol. There is wine, and all of the wine is in plastic bottles. Uh, well, that's for the better. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I respect and that. There were like nine keg stands that happened. They got an old guy up there and I thought he was going to die. But then, right, I'm playing music. Everybody's dancing. Everyone's having a good time. It's like, woohoo, yeah, this is great. Um, this woman, we play a song that she loves. And this was at a house. It was on like a property. And she what runs song? out of the house. I don't remember what song it was. Ah. I wish I did. It might have been Temperature by uh, Sean Paul. Yeah. And she runs out of the house and she is actively breast pumping. <laughs> yes so she's like on the dance floor getting down as this bottle like fills up with milk yes just like one boob like flopping around and everyone's like yeah, yeah and i'm like yeah. fuck yeah this is the energy we need Dude, and then later is, in the that night is some fucking awesome party energy right now oh, right there holy late, shit later in the night there's another woman just straight up breastfeeding like on off to the side of the dance floor and then as soon as the kid's done she hands it to her husband yeah. You know, pops herself back in and gets out and just like gets down. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is fun. Like, this is hell yeah. Dope. So, um, yeah, breastfeeding at, uh, or breast pumping during uh, breast the pumping songs. on the so. to temperature by Sean Paul is, <laughs> and even if that wasn't the song, it's what the song was now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Girl, I want to be keeping you warm. I got the right temperature to shelter you from the storm. Oh, oh I gotta best, gotta... best line of that song. I want to be the papa. You can Gotta be the mom. mom. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this weekend I am doing at my boss text me. He was like, just a heads up. Don't say groom and bride at your next one. It's a gay wedding. And I was like, cool. I probably could have figured that we, out. I probably could have gathered that. But <laughs> thanks for the heads up, dog. I'll probably just ask them how they want to be referred. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully I have some good uh, stories from that uh, next week. But Oh, do gay weddings are amazing. That's I've my never report. been to one. I've only heard that they're amazing. Please invite me to your gay wedding. I want to go. This so will badly. be my first one. So I'm excited. Oh, happy pride, by the way, everybody listening. Yes. Happy pride to everyone celebrating. Love yeah. all of you so much. Yes. All right, you ready to do this thing? Yeah, what's our? Word of the day. Yeah, check out our word, phrase, or concept. It's interesting that you had mentioned it before, uh, well, we had almost talked about it. It's restaurants. Restaurants. Restaurant. I, I distinctly, before this podcast, you were like, please choose something non-sexual. We just talked about our dicks the entire time last week. So I was like, I was thinking, and, and then I came up with restaurants. There's nothing sexual about it. I mean, there can be, but uh, you're right. Tomorrow is my birthday. I'm going to a restaurant uh, for yeah. dinner. What, wait, what, what restaurant are you going to? I decided to go to the Tamarack. It's just easy for everybody. Like You can get whatever drink you want. You can get whatever kind of food you want. And then it's right downtown, so we can kind of hop around after that. Dude, they make, a, they make a thing called Brewery Bites. Yeah, they're delicious. Which is just... what What is the hostess treat? Like a ding-dong? Yeah. That's a swirled? Oh, uh, you know, you know like it's like a yes, chocolate tube and then you bite yeah, yeah. through it and then it's a ding dong, right? 
I think so. Yeah. Someone um, will correct us. It's like not. a, it's a pizza ding dong. No, a ding dong is not the one with the swirl. A ding dong is like a, it's called a ho-ho. Ho-ho. Damn it. Damn it. So California has, they, they like rank all their restaurants on like a health scale, right? So most restaurants have an A on the front door when you walk in. Right. I did notice that when I went to California. I, I thought that was like a joke from SpongeBob and not actually real, but it is real. No, People it like is do real. That. Yeah. Yeah. And I have been, I think I went to one B restaurant, but then there's, I've, I've seen a bunch of C's and to me that says their food is either really bad or two, so good that they're still open despite having a C. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. Cause immediately if, if I got a C as a rating, um, fix it. Yeah. <laughs> fix appeal the that. Problem. Clean your restaurant yeah, yeah. up and then a reappeal it. So maybe you can what get What is going a. on that you got a C? Fix that. I don't want that. To, <laughs> that should go. If you got a C, I'll give you a week till it's an A. Like fix it. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think about that a lot. I've never eaten at a C, but maybe the next time I go to California, I don't know. It, it just doesn't make sense to eat at a C while you're visiting. Like you don't want to throw off the rest of your trip, you know? Well, yeah, but but I think you're onto something there. I, you know, I, I my I've said it multiple times on this podcast. My hero is Anthony Bourdain. He probably's not eating at A's all the time when he's in, you know, Ho Chi Minh City. I'm pretty sure that Ho Chi Minh City probably doesn't have the same ranking system. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you had to do a comparison, yeah, no, that you know, is he, true. He was all about like street food and stuff like that, and eating from people who who make the food with like passion and stuff like that. Which you know, there's a guy in the Guinness Book of World Records that over the course of like seven years or something like that, or two years, ate a plane because his stomach has like tripled the lining that everyone else's does. So he ate a plane. I'm sorry, what? He ate a plane. I'm saying he ate, he can eat metal. He can digest metal. And I always wondered why did okay, Anthony Bourdain- Okay, what about like the, okay, I see now I have more questions. What about like the fuel tank? I don't know. had fueling. You cannot eat that. Nobody well, can I'm eat not, that. I'm sure he didn't walk up to a, a fully loaded fuel tank. He just drank in the gasoline. Like, got to drain what, this bad boy. <laughs> what do you, the engine block? What did he take a bite? You have to sh- he would have to do shavings off the engine block. I don't know how he did it. He Jacob, you just... cannot present something so controversial oh with no backing to it at okay. all. You can't say someone eats a fucking airplane and then be like, now move on. I'm not going to okay. move on. Sorry, his name is Monsieur Mangatout. I don't know. Okay, all right. Um, Don't butcher it anymore. From 1978 to 1980, he ate a Cessna 150 airplane. He has also eaten a bicycle, shopping cart, beds, chandeliers, television sets, a small section of the Eiffel Tower, and a coffin. He died of natural causes in 2007. Do the French know about the Eiffel Tower? (laughs) I don't think they'd be super pleased with that. <laughs> I literally just Googled guy who ate a plane. Oh, my God. So uh, his name is actually Michel Lotito. I don't know. He came to be known as Monsieur Mangatau, Mr. Eat All. Oh, okay. Um, in, in French? Yes, in French. Okay. Yeah. He died at age 57, so I feel like maybe it didn't help. Oh, yeah. Don't tell me it's fucking natural causes. <laughs> if the man's eating shopping carts and he died at 57. He died of natural cause. I don't think so. He also had an eating disorder known as PICA, which is a psychological disorder characterized by an appetite of substances that are largely non-nutritive. He also has a thick lining, had a thick lining in his stomach and intestines, which allowed his consumption of sharp metal without suffering injury. Also had digestive juices that were unusually powerful, meaning that he could digest the unusual materials. However, get this, it also yeah. meant that soft foods such as bananas and hard-boiled eggs made him sick. Oh, actually, now I feel bad for this man. 
Yeah. Now I feel like he had to eat metal and he couldn't enjoy a nice hard boiled egg. Met- Lotito's method for eating all of this metal was to break it into small pieces before attempting to eat it. He then drank mineral oil and continued to drink water while swallowing the metal bits. This acted as a lubricant to help the metal slide down his throat. And then it says Lotito had no problem passing in quotes, his unusual diet. Uh, my Okay, my main question is the engine block, because you can't break that into small pieces, but uh, we will just move on. <laughs> oh, something I forgot to say in the beginning, and this is way, not even, doesn't have a thing to do with restaurants. Okay, I saw Edgar Wright's new documentary, The Sparks Brothers, last oh, night. Oh, son of a bitch, we're totally deviating. Okay, but- I, It's so I, good. That's all I want to know. Now shut up, because I want to see it so badly. Where did you watch okay. it, actually? It's at the Roxy here in Missoula. Oh, fuck. God damn it. Yeah, uh, sorry. Because I have nowhere to watch it. I know. Uh, pirate it, and I feel bad saying that, but it is that good. It's very worth watching. Ah, uh, okay. I, I got. I've seen every single thing Edgar Wright has done, um, and so now this is just it's him and Taika Waititi. The Taika Waititi, excuse me, are the only people I've seen every single thing they've done. Yeah, and uh, I've been listening to Sparks all day, so it's been good. Anyway, restaurants, planes. Um, you were talking. You said this man. Was eating yeah. a plane, and then we were talking about Anthony Bourdain. You were somehow going to co- correlate this man eating I was, a plane. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was like, Anthony why doesn't Anthony Bourdain hire this guy? He can eat anything. But then, you know, he okay. goes to Ho Chi Minh City, and he gets a hard-boiled egg and gets sick. So I, I take that back. Yeah. I didn't know the darkness involved with eating a plane either, so. Are you, are you the type of person that reads the menu before you get to the restaurant? Mm, depends on where Brand I'm new co- restaurant. You've never been there. No. Are, are you reading the menu beforehand? Like no. on on their website, or are you going to the to the restaurant first to just have like a fun time? I, AK, I'm here to berate people who uh, read the menu beforehand because come on. Yeah, I guess I know people who do that, like my grandparents, namely, to make sure that there's you know bread white enough for my grandfather. That's a, like if if you have legitimate dietary issues, a hundred percent. I'm not uh, this yeah, this yeah, message yeah. is not for you. If if you don't have any dietary issues or restraints, come on, what the fuck are you doing? I will if I'm ordering like takeout or delivery. I'll, of course, you're looking at the well, menu. Well, okay. But. Well, that doesn't fucking count. But I mean, going to you know, we're going back to restaurants now. Restaurants yeah. seems to be opening up. Um, you know, I just I hate I I always hated that. I hate I hate when people do that. Don't read the menu beforehand. Just when you get there, just find something and then eat that thing. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that one. Um, you and I got to eat at a restaurant last week in Whitefish. We did. And our server stood like 10 feet away from us every time she came to the table. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was a COVID thing. She also like leaned weird. Yeah. Does that make like, sense? That's not a, like a good description at all. No, weird. but it does make sense. It was as if it was, it didn't seem COVID related. It seemed like you and I, it seemed like we were being judged. It seemed like I don't want to be seen with these ginger fucks. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just gave off bad vibes i guess i think we gave i was off- actually the happiest i've been in oh my <laughs> god right yeah for <laughs> real like yes i agree and i don't i didn't see her acting that way with anyone else so i don't know if one of us had like you know poop on our face or something like we did we, did, we were uh ro- roasted and by roasted i mean sunburned yes we were very very sunburned we were um, sunburned as fuck I sent you a Snapchat today of my arm peeling. You did not reply, so I assume you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, dude, I'm I'm experiencing something else. The line at the bottom of my belly, oh yeah, where, where it sweated off because it was in in my uh, fat roll. <laughs> that got so sunburned. I am experiencing what I can only describe as is it's like br- bruising now. 
Oh, like it's not red anymore. It's like purple and it, it it's tender to the touch. It hurts. Yikes. I mean, you the day the day after I woke up with like a rash. And I was like, this is this is bad. We took we took being ginger to like a whole new level. Like this is not yeah. a problem that I think either of us have had before. Well, we you can can we clarify? We I thought you had we thought you had a rash and then I uh I sucked it off your finger. True. So we played a game, we played a board game called Taskmaster. I believe we talked about it around Thanksgiving when we played it with my family, but yeah. we played it again with a friend of the pod, Trevor, and a uh, friend, uh, friend of a partner of a friend of the pod, Kit. Yes, and, who uh, listens to all our episodes, so shout out to Kit. Yeah, shout out to Kit. Listens to way more of them than Trevor does. Yeah, fuck <laughs> off, Trevor. Um, but yeah, we played Taskmaster, and uh, you know, one of my favorites that I did was... Uh, it was like go camouflage yourself anywhere well, in the house. It, describe it real quick. I'll, or I'll explain the game real quick. It's just a series of irreverent tasks. That's it. And one person is the judge each round, and they judge you based on whatever the fuck they feel like judging you on. And the task would like one of the tasks was build the best shed. That's it. All it said was build the best shed. You have five minutes, and you're like, what the fuck does that mean? So they're super irreverent. They don't mean anything. Um, this, um, I, what Jacob's about to describe to you, I nearly pissed my pants. <laughs> so it was camouflage yourself anywhere in the house. Uh, and, and it was pretty clear to not say like hide and seek. It was camouflage. And so I ran, I was going to go hide in the master bathroom, but Trevor and Kit were staying in there. So that was determined off limits. So well, I ran and, upstairs. And, and the judge at the time was, was Kit, Kit stayed in there. So Kit didn't see us camouflaging ourselves. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, I, I, so I ran upstairs and I found a white clawfoot tub and I grabbed a bunch of white towels. And then I, for reasons unknown, even to me, I stripped almost completely naked and got into the tub and covered myself with white towels. And I laid there for probably 20, 25 minutes. Yes. We, uh, <laughs> I gave up very quickly because my anxiety was just like running rampant and I was afraid that I was going to get scared and I hate being scared so much. So I just like after like 10 minutes, I just like gave myself up to Kit. We were also, should we say, in a mansion and it was unfair that Kit had to come find us. Yeah, um, extremely unfair. Then Trevor was me and Trevor were in the garage. Trevor actually camouflaged himself. I gave myself up. Trevor did a decent job. Well, decent. I, he did not. He wrapped himself in a tarp. Um, And then we could not find Jacob, even though even when we were like, Jacob, give us a hint. He like we were downstairs. He yells from upstairs. I'm upstairs. We all go upstairs. Couldn't find him straight up. <laughs> and until we found a 98 percent nude boy covered in towels <laughs> in the bathroom. And I thought he was naked. It, Dude, I want you to know if you were in there, just dick out. That would have been a legend. That, that would have been legendary. <laughs> that would have been straight up the funniest thing you've ever done. <laughs> well, Trevor finds me first and then. You guys walk in and I don't know who, but pulls a towel off. So it reveals like my bare chest. And that's when you're like, oh, shit, does he have clothes? Yeah, on? I was like, are you naked? my dude? <laughs> <laughs> um, I was crying, laughing. I couldn't uh, couldn't catch my breath. It was one of the funniest things that's ever happened so to me. Later, I was the judge and I had to everyone had to give me a finger massage. And then I had to rank them and. You know, the winner got the most points. Alex. Yeah. At the same time, you should. It was all, it was, we all had to give Jacob a finger massage at the same time. Yes. So Kid and Trevor just started massaging my fingers like normal. Alex filleted my pinky. Just yeah. hard blowjob. But, but it was so good, right? <laughs> it was great until you, right at the end, stuck your <laughs> teeth out and then just dragged them across my skin. 
And I was like, I like, I had like goosebumps on the back of my neck. I was like, oh no, dude, I was doing everything though. Oh, you were, Do, you yeah, were yeah. doing everything. You were like working the head with your tongue. And by yeah. head, I mean my, my pinky nail. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. While it was in the mouth. Yeah, no, honestly, that was my thought. I was like, Alex could suck dick. He'd be all dude, right. Dude, so good. I've watched so much <laughs> porn. I've watched so much porn. I would be amazing at it. And um, yeah, so that was fun. Anyway, restaurants are cool. <laughs> okay, we got way sidetracked there. Holy shit. Uh, th- this has almost not at all been about restaurants. You know what, though? These are my favorite episodes where we have clearly have so much to say that we can't. Like, I don't have a lot to say about restaurants. We ate, you and I ate at an Ethiopian restaurant once and it was delicious. That was amazing. That was so cool. I love that. That was one of my favorite experiences in, in uh, California. That was the best. Yeah. I love that. It, they just give you like a gigantic plate, like humongous. And they just sit in the middle and then you take these bread pieces and then you just like make some smorgasbord of whatever the hell's on the plate with the bread and then put it in your mouth. And it's, it was awesome. Yeah, it's delicious. I have eaten and you have eaten too, living in the, you know, the American rural mountain west at some very shitty restaurants, I assume. Yeah, I mean, the people are like, people weirdly cling on to this idea of like a diner out here. Here's the thing though. And you're like, There's why? not a deep enough labor bench out here. So if you have a bad server, they've probably been doing it their whole life. You know what I mean? Like they can't yeah. fire that server because- yeah. Because they can't, there's no other servers to hire. Yeah, but they're all just you know, it's it's like powdered eggs. Do you want some eggs? Like it, like it's fresh eggs, but it isn't. It's just like shitty powdered eggs. You- Dude, I can't. Like I cannot. I know every. It seems like I do this once a month. Just shit on all the restaurants in my hometown, and you know, I'm gonna get like my food spit in or something. Oh, you know what? I I don't know if it was you, but I was talking to maybe it was my sister. I was like, if you cook the food good enough, go ahead and spit in it. I don't give a shit. Mm, that's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I'm like, if I can't tell that you spin in it, whatever. Like that means you did a great job cooking food. Yeah, uh, yeah, still no. It's on principle. I'm not inviting it, of course. You but... <laughs> kind of are. You kind of are right now. No, please don't. Please don't spin in my food. I'm just saying, if it's the best food I've ever had, am I going to care that you spin in it? Probably not. <laughs> I, I guess at the end of the day, you know, if we had to really analyze that, that's not the worst thing. Oh God, no. Right. It would just be like you kiss that person. It's yeah. a, it's the same fucking thing. And if you cook the food good enough, I'm going to want to kiss you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know. That's Compliments really... to the chef. Bring them out. I got to give him a smack on the mouth. Oh, we should start doing that. <laughs> should we? Can I kiss the chef on the mouth? <laughs> <laughs> and the chef comes out. You're like, tongue or no tongue? And they think about it and they're like, ah, tongue, I guess. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just give him a good snog. One of my friends from high school is a chef and he just posts like all of these like chef memes about how like angry and rotten chefs are. <laughs> I mean, they're and evil people. It gives me a good time. They're, they're also crazy people. I've never met a chef in my life that isn't an uh, absolutely insane person. Yeah. Um, well, that's it for restaurants. You want to do the police blotter? <laughs> sure. Police blotter. A caller reported a flock of lambs at the Wheatland-Fergus County border. Central Montana Dispatch contacted the owner of the lambs. <laughs> lambs. Lambs. I don't, I don't. I feel like I've had almost no interaction with lambs or sheep. Are they the same thing? They were buying, and the officers silenced them. Silence of the lambs. Get it? I just made that part up. Uh, yes, lambs wow. and sheep are the same thing. I didn't thing. get that, and I'm upset now. <laughs> um. 
it's not unheard of for lambs or cows to like be out, but uh, just makes me laugh that all, they've just contacted the owner of the lambs like, hey, you know, but usually you don't call 911. Usually the person that catches your animals out is like your neighbor or something. And then they'll just come knock on the door and be like, hey, you got 900 cattle roaming the highway. I got your fucking lambs. Yeah. <laughs> a caller reported they saw individuals throw a shopping cart out onto the street. Officers located the individuals and had them return the shopping cart. The individuals were warned about their actions. <laughs> well, okay. Uh, f- from where? They threw a shopping cart out of their house into the street? Or they were at the one grocery store in your town and they just pushed it into the street from the grocery store? <laughs> I don't know. But I love that they returned the shopping cart and were warned about their actions. Like, that is how that interaction should end. But, like, it's just so anticlimactic, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I guess they could come up with some law they were breaking, but they were probably like, stop doing that shit. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to arrest someone for pushing a cart out into the street. But like, yeah, it just makes me laugh. Someone called 911 because someone pushed a cart into the street. I do have a big why. You know, okay. why did they push the street? Well, no, I'm saying like in my brain, like in this story, why why did they push the shopping cart into the street? But oh, you this- have a justification for it. No. Oh, you're wondering what the justification yeah. was for it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, okay. I, but, you know, that'll never get answered. A gas drive-off was reported. Central Montana Dispatch contacted the registered owners of the vehicles, and they will respond to pay for their fuel. Sometimes I have worried that I've done that. Do you ever do you ever freak out? Sometimes I freak out. Well, speaking of restaurants, have you ever have you ever dined and dashed? I never have. I know you have. I haven't. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I've been with people who have, Ew. and then I I stayed and paid. Oh, good for you. Because I felt weird. Yeah, because that is weird. They were bad people, though. Yeah, the last people you should be stealing from are people in the service industry. That's like people that don't leave a tip. Like, fuck off. Oh, I mean, fuck you if you don't. I do that now, though, for sure. It's tr- it's 20% all the time. Yeah. I thought you meant you don't leave tips now, and I was no, like, No, 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 no. I, I tip all the time now. A you ever color... on a... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Just back on restaurants. You ever on a date and you just tip too big just to because you think they're going to be impressed by you tipping? I always tip $69 on dates. <laughs> $6.90 is at least better. Nope, $69. And then, you know, then I write my n- number on the receipt in case the date doesn't work out after that. <laughs> I was specifically chose restaurants to try to not make it sexual. And we talked about me giving your finger a blowjob and $69 in tips. So that's great. A caller reported a vehicle parked on the sidewalk. An officer responded and placed a sticker on the vehicle. <laughs> they called 911 for that? Oh my God. I just, they just put a sticker on the vehicle. Well, it's <laughs> one of those like that'll solve it. No, it's it's one of the, I'm sure it's one of those like. Uh, no, I know they have to follow up or yeah. like, boot it and then put a sticker on it or something. Yeah, and the last one, Alex, an accidental nine one one call was received from someone driving to work. Officers responded to the place of work and could see the individual working inside with their headphones on. Everything appeared ten four. <laughs> I like that. Okay, this is amazing small town stuff here that's subtle <laughs> there because yeah. the the officer who responded knew whose car it was and just knew that's the person. I know them. Yeah. They got their headphones on. I'm not going to disturb them. Yeah, I'll just swing by where they work and just double check. And then, yeah, that's the level of detail in there. They're working they inside the with window, their headphones on. <laughs> but but they knew them. They looked through yeah. the window and they're like, oh, that's that's uh, Jonathan. I, I, yeah. Jonathan's fine. I'm not going to bug him. <laughs> Probably listening to a good podcast or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It must have just been a butt dial. <laughs> 
Speaking of listening, Alex, you showed me a song called Don't Tell the Boys by a guy by named Petey. Petey. I can't stop listening to that song either. It's so good. It's great. I haven't listened to his new project yet. I should do that. It's good. It's good. I like it a lot, too. Um, people, if you are not following me personally on Instagram at JRG comedy every Friday, I round up all the new music that comes out that I like and I post about it. And now that I work from home, I actually have time to listen to it so I can make personalized recommendations. If you need to know what to listen to, let me know. I'll help you out. I and can love I, sharing music with people. Can I interject here in this? Uh, I hate this. I hate this so much. I hate that Jacob does this. Okay. It, it's, it's so, um, He's so proud of it. He loves it. It's literally like his dream would to just be to recommend music to people, like write some sort of music column for a music magazine and recommend to music. And here's the worst thing of it all. I I get so much new music from it, dude. It's so <laughs> I, I like it so much. I like can't wait for Fridays so I can listen to a whole bunch of new music and I go, damn it. Yep. I know. I you're not the first person that's like, I really wish you weren't right about that but, um you know there's people who challenge me as well and they're like hey why didn't you put this album on there and i'm like because i don't like it <laughs> yeah because it's not good sorry you can like it i don't um but you and my sister are the probably the best two people who recommend music that i don't know about so you got me with pd you got me with rit momney Rit Momney, awful name. Why? Oh, so good, so good. But why? Why? Why reference a 2008 presidential candidate who is still a <laughs> senator, I guess, from Utah, and just be like, you know, do, do you think they thought that was relevant, and then Mitt Romney just became super unrelevant, and they were like, ah, oh, whatever, their name's staying. Rit Momney, uh, love that. Aubrey's always telling me about stuff that I don't know about either. So um keep it coming and I'll, I'll keep doing stuff so let's eat at a restaurant and get together again sometime okay i mean we just did but sure. i know let's do it again okay i love it okay bye, bye. ginger on ginger is brought to you by ron mail m-a-e-l look that guy up he's fascinating 